Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to Grapevine Ministries. My name is Phil Barker, and today we'll be speaking about the Word of God, covering everything from Genesis to Revelation. And I hope and pray that you enjoy these sermons, and I look forward to hearing from you comments about the messages that we bring forth. Hello and welcome to Grapevine Ministry Podcast. I'm Phil Barker and I hope and pray that this message through the Word of Faith will assist you in your spiritual growth. Please just sit down and enjoy the message today and I just believe that you will get something out of this. So enjoy the message from Grapevine Ministries and once again I am Pastor Phil Barker. Have a good day. Good evening, welcome back. Now, I know that I said that part five would be the last of uh, the book called Walking on Sunshine, but it turned out that it was a little bit longer than I expected, and uh, because we have limitations on how long we can continue to record, uh, I only got halfway through chapter 10. So just um, following up from that, I just want to clarify that... uh, This is where Maria is talking about how God continued to walk with us after our healing and that um, she was explaining some of the things that God had continued to do to let us know that he was still part and parcel of our life. And the main thing that I want to reiterate here before I go on because this last section is to show how God is aware of what you're doing, what you're saying, and what the desires of your heart are, even when you sometimes uh, do them mistakenly or without an understanding of what you're actually doing. Let me uh, put this in context. A classic example is as you were going through the book, you would have heard that on several times that Maria kept saying that um, this was temporary and uh, after my healing I was going to be so busy uh, that I wouldn't have time for a holiday, so make the most of the time that I was in the wheelchair. Now from her perspective, she did not understand whether she was actually doing that to try and make me feel better or whether it had some deep uh, meaning to it and God was actually allowing this to, you know, like raise up inside of her. So she was making a faith statement and also it was a bit of uh, an understanding of uh, Raymond knowledge. So God was revealing to her that it was temporary even though she did not acknowledge it herself or truly understand it. So if you've been listening to the whole content of the, uh, the book, then this last section will understand it. Now, we're about halfway through uh, chapter 10, and there's only a little bit more to go, so we'll start off here. So we were talking about um, how God had... Uh, made an impact on us and uh, we just bought a house whereas in the natural that wasn't viable so uh, we go on and this is uh, Maria talking and me narrating it again 
Now we are a close family, although we are not living all in the same state, but we try to be together at the important dates like Christmas, and Christmas we see as a very special time for us. We have a family tradition of purchasing a fresh live tree for Christmas, of which we transport on our red car, like the Americans do. It was a thing that we do because of a family holiday that we had in the US a few years back. This was another blessing that we received. We'd not even uh, been in a proper holiday situation whatsoever for we can't even remember how long. It was at least 15, maybe longer years. But this had, uh, this had been further hampered by Phil's illness, of course. James at the time was 22 and Stacy was 20, and they convinced us to plan a trip to America. James wanted to take his girlfriend with him because he was hoping to propose to her uh, on the Brooklyn Bridge on New Year's Day. Too much TV, I think. Financially, we could not really afford such a trip because our mortgage was quite high. But unbeknown uh, to me, Phil had been doing computer jobs on his days off and was saving money. And it wasn't until the kids called for a family meeting and asked Dad to show uh, me what he had been doing. And I don't think even then... I thought it was possible, but when he showed me enough money to cover one of our uh, airfares, I then realised that perhaps this was also possible. Then much to my amazement, I went into my room to thank God for this, knowing that he'd been instrumental in so many things in our life up until this point, I wanted to give him all honour and glory for what he was about to work in our lives once again. And I picked up my Bible to start praying and I opened it up and I found $50 inside. As I was walking towards Phil to say, hey, you missed this one. And uh, it was accumulating. Each time I flicked through the Bible, more money came out. And I thought, why have you hidden money in my Bible? And then Phil said, uh, I didn't hide any money in the Bible. It was not me that did that. Until this day, I do not know who put around $500 in my Bible. Was it God? Who knows? Friends from our church also gave us money and said they wanted us to have a good time. And I think a lot of this was because they were aware of our situation and what we had been through over the years and this was such a surprise and not expected so not only did our family holiday happen but also the proposal as well what an awesome day that was Kayla who is now our daughter-in-law had no idea about this her parents and best friends of James and Kayla flew from Perth for the brunch that we had after the proposal Prior to this, we did not even think that we could do anything in America. But all through 
You know, Americans do this a lot. They all purchase a real Christmas tree and it's really funny. To, and uh, we had a hire car, which was also a red SUV. So that was when one of our family traditions started. We also do Thanksgiving dinner because we have a lot to be thankful for. We, however, like most families, have our problems, but we've learnt to pray and give it to God. And he has helped us every time. Help doesn't always come quickly, but they come eventually. We have learnt to live by faith and not by sight. Through God, we know that all things are possible for those that believe. Phil went on to become a pastor and also headed up the church's community services centre, which is now called Margaret Court Community Outreach, uh, to become one of the biggest entities feeding and counselling more than 850 families a week with donated goods. It says, you know, if you look after the community, then God will look after you. And Phil had taken this community outreach from a small, humble beginning to become one of the largest food distribution centres in Western Australia. Such an amazing task for a once non-believer who, when was paralysed, contemplated committing suicide. I thank God he didn't do it and it gave him a second chance at life. Little did I know that later down the track, I would be grateful for this experience. It has been a real eye-opener for us in our life. As a family, we realise not only how special life is, but how special loving each other is. Arguments are now dissolved quickly, and we make sure that we have each other's back. We all know how life can change so quickly and so unexpectedly. In many ways, I know it sounds corny, but in some ways I am grateful that we went through what we went through because we came out so much better, so much closer and so much stronger. And the final chapter is chapter 11. And it says, God never forgets, and how true that is. Sometimes you do things out of desperation or to appease someone for a better purpose. Or is it that God has placed something on your heart without you knowing it? It says in the word of God that he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, our daughter Stacy's wedding was the ultimate finale to Phil's miracle. Phil was able to keep a promise he made to her when he was a paraplegic, a promise that we all thought was a father lying to his daughter just because he knew he was not going to be there and perhaps something that she would eventually forget. I must be totally honest even though why he was telling his little daughter this, something that we all knew was impossible to do, impossible to us, but not to God. Our little girl had found the love of her life, and the first thing 
that they did was to ask Phil to officiate their wedding. I had forgotten what that joy on his face had looked like. With everything we had gone through, what a fitting end to this would be for a sign of God's great love in our lives. He walked her down the aisle, he performed the wedding ceremony, and he also danced the father-daughter dance. I even surprised myself. I knew it was up to me to tell everybody what this was all about and what was about to happen. That was also God because I never do any public speaking, but I grabbed the microphone and told everybody just how special this moment was about to be. I kid you not, there was not a dry eye anywhere when they started to dance together because we all know deep down that this could have never have happened if we had not have believed God for a miracle. I think the reason why I waited 12 years to write about Phil's miracle was so we could give God all the glory for allowing this wedding to happen. Having both children now happily married, I can honestly say that God has been with us all the way. I hope this will move you when reading this book because it's not by chance that you are reading it now or listening to it. God wants you to tell you just how much he loves you. And whatever you are doing right now or whatever you are going through, God makes it better. Through the sacrifice of Jesus dying on the cross for us, we have life. Please seek God and all will be revealed. And I know that there will be many people that are listening to this that don't have a relationship with God right now or perhaps they've been with God and have walked away for whatever reason. But I'm telling you right now, I think it is very, very important to understand that you know God does make a difference. And I'm reminded of the poster. You see it everywhere. You know, like every second house has got it. And so many different people have this um, available to them. And uh, if you haven't seen it, Google it or look it up. And it's called The Footprint. And what it is, it's a beach. And there's a set of footprints in the sand. And to cut a, a long story short, it's about a man that is walking through life with God and he goes on to say that he always saw two sets of footsteps in the sand but when he was going through his worst time there was only one set of footprints in the sand and he was wondering why God had left him and then God spoke to him and he said it was then that I carried you the one set of footprints that were in the sand were God's not the person 
who is walking with God. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one that will endure everything and put you through things that you don't think that you can handle, but he's got your back. And so in signing off in this book, I think it only appropriate that Phil leaves the one thing that he used more and more each day when he is running the community services outlet, and that is an opportunity for every single one of you, if you do not have a relationship with God, it's about time that you thought about changing that. And so this is a prayer of salvation, and if you're reading this or listening to this for the first time, and you decide to stay, say this, please contact your local church or a local pastor and let them know that what you have done because I'm telling you right now, it will change your life forever because somebody cares about you. No, where, no matter where you're at, Jesus wants to help you. He accepts you just the way you are and he loves you so much that he died for you so that you could have a fresh start and live life beyond the ordinary. In God's eyes, you are unique and special, created to share in his creation, to love, to laugh, and to know him personally in your life. Today, the Bible tells us that God knows the thoughts he has for you, thoughts to give you hope, and a future. Jeremiah 29 11, he wants you to be blessed and to guide you so that you have purpose and meaning and you are free to live life to the fullest in him. The spirit and the soul, the living thinking part of you, they are eternal. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we have the promise of eternal life with God in heaven. Don't go through life not knowing where you're going. The facts are, nothing can separate us from the love of God. But have you made a choice? No one can make it to heaven throughout without Jesus. The Bible says that all have fallen short, but no matter what you have done or where you're at, God has made a way for you through his son. If you truly believe all of this, I would like you to make a choice and to say this prayer of acceptance. And it's from Romans 10, 9 and 10 that it says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation all you need to do is say this little prayer it says heavenly father i come to you in jesus name i believe in my heart that jesus is the son of god and because of his great love he died on the cross for me overcame death 
and rose again. I repent of all my sins and ask for forgiveness. Come into my life, Lord Jesus, and be my Lord and Saviour. Teach me and guide me in your truth. Change me and make me yours. Give me your peace that passes all understanding. I thank you that you love me, God. Help me trust in you and love you with all my heart. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So if you've said this prayer for the first time, we would love to hear from you. I mean, call, leave a message or something. Uh, and uh, if you want to send me an email, uh, you can send it to Barker, B-A-R-K-E-R, Phil, P-H-I-L-L, at bigpond.com. And if you have a local church or a pastor, by all means, touch base with them and do that. Now, I'm not one that sort of normally would uh, like do a, you know, what some people call an order call or, or try and uh, convince someone to have a relationship with God. I know what he's done in my life and what he's done in my family's life. And I know that things only got better not necessarily everything that I was going through, but things got better because I had God in my life. So it's not a matter of just saying, I'm a born-again Christian now because I said this prayer and everything's going to be a bed of roses. That's not entirely true. We live in an ungodly world. We're surrounded by ungodly people. And so naturally, God can't change a person's will. So if a person or an organization chooses to do something that harms you or affects you in some way, that is their choice. But you, by having God in your life, have a level of protection and also you can overcome all the situations that have taken place in your life because God is the way, the truth and the life. And nobody but nobody comes to the Father except through the Son. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, narration of um, you know Phil's healing, uh, narrated by Phil, of course, but it's written by Maria. And um, if you'd like to hear more on the Word of God and on different things or subject matters, uh, then I will be continuing to do podcasts on a regular basis. And at this stage, hopefully I can do one a week. So please, by all means, um, keep listening. And uh, I want you to, to know that Jesus does love you. And, uh, and I hope and I pray that you've got something out of this message today. Thanks for listening today to Grapevine Ministries with me, Phil Barker. If you enjoy this message, I encourage you to share it with someone and discuss it with a friend. Faith is better in community. You can also join in the conversation in our online community via the link in my bio or email me direct at grapevineministries155 at gmail.com.
gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to be notified when my next message is released. See you next time.